Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right. Um, not a good night for Bernie Sanders last night. Pretty much got smoked in the three primaries we had last night, Arizona, Illinois, and Florida. I got that. Got an update on the Mueller story I was talking about yesterday. Got a fake news update. And I also have an update about the media useful idiots in this country desperately pumping Chinese propaganda. Today's show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, you have the right to online privacy. Exercise it today. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. Hey, man, I'm doing pretty good being a good citizen and watching the world go by from indoors. Yeah. I think we're going to get, I know, it is um, getting a little cabin fever. Ready to start seeing those two uh, red rum girls from The Shining. (laughs) You know, red rum. rum. I mean, I'm about five minutes from that. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Having said that, the show prep has never gone easier because I have all this time to prepare my shows. All right, a lot of material to get out there today. Today's show brought to you by Vincero. Look at that. Look at that. that. I love Vincero. They make the most. You got yours, Joe? Show everybody your Vincero outfit. Put it right in front of my face. Look at that. There we go. Joe, I, that's one of my favorites. I like this one, too. With yeah. the, uh, You can see it at YouTube.com slash Bongino if you want to look at it. The blue face altitude with the brown leather band. Goes one of my faves. Got the altitude with the black band. It does. You like, I that? like that? And yeah. the blue face here. Love that one as well. Vincero creates the best-looking watches at an incredible price. Their watches are stunning, and they're still under $200. I get compliments about this watch all the time. Seriously, I, I'm not messing with you. I don't understand why you're wasting your money spending $15,000 on a watch that doesn't look as good as this. Not a joke. My wife and I wear them all the time. We're huge fans of Vincero watches, get compliments about them all the time. I love when I go to, to uh, uh, whatever speeches or book signings and people show me their Vinceros. You know who you are. You know how important it is to look and feel your best, but Vincero treats their customers right. They go above and beyond to make sure you're taken care of. They offer free shipping, 30-day returns, and guarantee your watch for two years. They have over 20,000 five-star reviews because you won't find a better made watch or a better looking watch for this good of a price mm. anywhere else. When you put it on, you know you got what you paid for. It's the best value for your money. They've been a partner of our show for a while now. They have new styles and options. Vincero is offering for a very limited time. It's important. 20% off everything on the website. None of their new items are off limits. This is the best offer they've ever had. And I'll tell you, this is a genuinely good deal, but for a limited time. Go to go VinceroWatches.com. Even if you're not a watch person, remember, there's always going to be an occasion where you mm-hmm. want to look polished and put together. You will get compliments about this watch. This deal is too good to pass up. Go to VinceroWatches.com, V-I-N-C-E-R-O Watches.com forward slash Bongino. Use my discount code Bongino for an exclusive discount at checkout. Don't pay full price. Use my code Bongino at checkout for a 20% discount. Vincero, V-I-N-C-E-R-O Watches.com, VinceroWatches.com forward slash Bongino. Check it out today. All right, Joe, let's go. And away we go. Away we go. That's right. Is right. So, as we can see last night, an awful night for Bernie Sanders. Listen, I'm, I, I'm really, I'm trying my hardest. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I am in the political prognostication and punditry um, <laughs> game, obviously, being a, a host on a, a political show and being a contributor on a cable news channel that deals often with politics. I, I thought Bernie Sanders was going to be a mathematical certainty if Bloomberg stayed out of the race. Bloomberg got out. Now the tides have turned. I don't know what's ahead for Bernie, but Bernie's in a lot of trouble. He lost last night in Arizona, Illinois, and Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what Bernie was thinking, but Florida, where I live, 
in South Florida specifically, which has a heavy population of Venezuelan and Cuban residents who have unfortunately lived the ravages of socialism in their lives before many of them came here or their parents and who know directly the impact and horrors and the evils of socialism. Why praising Fidel Castro's literacy programs? How Bernie thought that was going to be a tactical success Jeez. says one of two things. <laughs> one, either Bernie is so ideologically aligned with communism and socialism that he can't in his heart break from his love affair with it and therefore is at least not authentic, but is a believer, so to say. He's not authentic because he's a millionaire. He's a fake. He's yeah. a fraud. But he's a believer. You know, socialism is always, you know, always makes the government and the powerful rich and the, uh, the working class poor anyway. Or number two, he is quite simply the dumbest politician in American history. That in the country's biggest swing state, Florida, where people have been victims of socialism and Castro, he thought praising Castro's fake literacy programs was going to be a political winner. It's only one of those two. Either he's such an ideologue, he can't divorce himself from it, or he's so stupid he couldn't figure it out. There is no option three. He got crushed in Florida last night. Crushed. Annihilated. Now, who won? <laughs> Sleepy Joe, who I know, I know. Don't let you already seen the video. Joe's <laughs> laughing because I Joe gets to pre preview the videos I, I picked yeah. before the show. Right. So we know the same. There's nothing new after last night. We know, number one, Bernie's still a communist. And number two, Joe Biden still doesn't know where he is. You doubt me? This is Joe Biden giving a victory speech remotely. It was covered on ABC News, C-SPAN and elsewhere. Uh, for those of you listening on the audio only and on KABC radio, you can listen too. I'll, I'll paint some of the visuals for you at the end, but he ends the speech and in these dead spots, it's Biden at the podium. I don't know what he's waiting for. There's no crowd. It's a remote speech because he doesn't want crowds around. I, is he confused where he is? <laughs> what is he? Is he waiting for a round of applause? And his wife, Jill Biden, comes and rescues him. So listen to this. And these uncomfortable silences here are not Joe edits. There's no cricket edits. We put little no. crickets in there to be funny. This really is Joe waiting for some round of applause from a crowd that isn't there. <laughs> play, play this cut. Thank, Thank you all. Thank you all for listening. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. 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 Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I know it's a serious time. I can't do it. I cannot do 24-hour corona. <sighs> I can't do it. I'm not doing it. It's, I'm, it's driving everybody crazy. There are other things going on we're going to talk about. I'm not doing 24-hour corona. I'm not. I'll get to that later. I'm Good. not doing it. Thank you. What was that? Folks, listen, <laughs> I get it. We will always be an audio show first. Always. Spoken word was how we started. It's how we will finish. But please, if you've ever had the impetus to go to our YouTube, youtube.com slash Bongino, just watch that. Because I know the audio, you're like, what's going on? Exactly. Yeah. He doesn't know what's going on. He's at the podium. He's looking like, then he doesn't leave. His wife comes and gets him, and he still doesn't leave. Like, he's not sure what he should do. Like, he's waiting for the showtime at the Apollo guy. You know the guy that takes you off the stage? 
He doesn't know what to do. I mean, you would think, Joe, you would end the speech and say, thank you, have a good night. I mean, it's just, yeah. this isn't hard. I ran for office. Joe didn't. Joe's a very smart guy. Joe would be like, uh, if we were given a press conference about the growth of the Dan Bongino show, mm -hmm. Joe would say, thank you very much for your loyalty to this show. We appreciate it. We'll see you all next week. There now, is. You know what? I got it. I got Paula, mm -hmm. remind me. Joe, you too. Okay. At the end of the show today. Yes. Stay tuned to the end, folks. We are going to do an uncomfortable ending, just like Joe Biden. <laughs> Don't let me forget this. <laughs> uncomfortable <Hold on>. ending. <laughs> we are going to do a Joe Biden uncomfortable ending. Let me preview it. It's going to go like this. Thank you for tuning in. Dan? It's the end. It's the end of the show. <laughs> Chipotle is going to come and rescue me. There you go. Joe's going to give me verbal cues. The show's over. And Paula's going to come and rescue me. Stay tuned to the end. Today will be an uncomfortable. Don't let me forget the uncomfortable right, ending. That's how we're going to wrap this. I just thought of that. Drew, cut that up for its own separate uncomfortable ending. YouTube, we have a YouTube clips channel too for our show. This is going to be great. All right. Oh, no. <laughs> we got some serious stuff to get to too. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not doing 24-hour crime. I'm just not doing it. I can't say it enough. I'm not doing it. I'm coroned out. It's serious. I get it. There is nothing 24 hours. We're all doing what we need to do. We're social distanced. We're all getting cabin fever. The red rum girls are appearing everywhere. Good. Uh, Trump's doing what he can. I'm not going to make you miserable all day. There is other news, too. I'll get to, again, the Corona stuff in a minute. But PJ Media has a great recap of the Bob Mueller fiasco that happened yesterday that, again, has been entirely lost in the tidal wave of coronavirus stories. Victoria Taft at the great PJ Media story will be in the show notes. Again, Bongino.com slash newsletter. If you go there and subscribe to our show notes, we will email you these articles every morning. You don't have to go hunt for them. Headline, first no collusion, now no actual Russians in Mueller's disastrous Russian collusion illusion. Oh, Folks, as you know, I covered yesterday. <laughs> oh, holy, that's right. People love it. We need a lot of those yesterday <laughs> because the law enforcement haplessness in this and the the uh, corresponding invest poor investigative work done by the legal team by Mueller is unbelievably bad. I mean, historically bad. I covered a little bit yesterday. I don't want to repeat the whole thing, but there's some highlights in here and some updates in the PJ Media story you need to know. What happened in a nutshell? Headline, Mueller's team prosecuted this Russian troll farm that was being run by this company called Concord Management. The only reason Mueller prosecuted this uh, Russian troll farm in conjunction with the hapless Rod Rosenstein, I got video of him in a moment too, was to make it appear and keep the Russian collusion storyline alive despite the fact that there is no allegation anywhere in this indictment, anywhere, because it didn't happen, that this Russian troll farm that was sending Facebook memes had anything to do with the Trump team. Forgive me if I'm over-explaining this a little bit, but we have some of our audience is a little older, some are younger, some are more hip and savvy. I just want you to understand what this Russian troll farm was doing. They're not our friends. These are not our buddies. I'm not celebrating anything they did. I'm not happy for them. They really did try to mess with us. They put out Facebook memes, memes like um, images with text on it meant to say something funny or something stupid or a political message. And they were clearly doing it to mess with us. I just want to be sure because there were some emails. People were confused about what they were doing. Sending out fake 
uh, Facebook, you know, memes with uh, or memes with messaging that, that, that they thought would mess with people. These guys, they're not heroes, okay? That's not the question. A lot of people aren't heroes. The question is, was it in the interest of the U.S. government to try and fabricate a crime they committed when it's clear now the U.S. government knew they committed no crime? Now the question becomes about the prosecution led by the Mueller team against this troll farm that was doing social media. Why would they prosecute a case they knew from the beginning was a dog? A dog. Remember that Batman movie with Christian Bale when he comes up with the mobster? And he begged like a dog. Like a dog. Remember that? Yeah. This case was a dog. So why'd they do it? Well, we described some of it yesterday, but again, well done in this piece. Check this out. Let's go to takeaway number one from this PJ Media piece by uh, Miss Taft there. The charges against the three Russian bot farms and 13 individuals in Mueller's so-called Russian collusion case were dropped. This is important. With prejudice on Monday. But the conclusion of the case was never in doubt. Thank you to the gentleman who emailed me, by the way. And I failed to bring up the legal distinction. The case was dropped with prejudice. That doesn't mean that the judge was a racist. It doesn't mean the prosecution was engaging in identity politics. It's a legal term. Mm -hmm. Meaning it's gone in the simplest legal terms possible for good. They will not be bringing it back. Without prejudice, maybe without prejudice and, and for, forgive me, I'm not a lawyer, but my experience having worked on the investigative side. You get a witness who dies, you know, you may have to drop the case without prejudice, you may bring it up later. This was dropped because they had nothing with prejudice, meaning, Joe, it's gone. Good, good night. See you later. They had nothing ever, ever. These were not our friends. These are not our buddies. These are not some free speech heroes, this Russian troll farm. That's not the question. The question is they commit a crime, and even the government right now under the Mueller team has had to acknowledge, eh, probably not. Mm -hmm. You know why they prosecute. I'll get to it at the end. When I play the Rosenstein clip, you'll understand exactly. Your fingers bouncing everywhere. You'll understand. It's an Italian thing. You'll see exactly why. <laughs> They prosecuted a case and dumped it with prejudice, meaning goodbye, have a good day. We won't be prosecuting this again. Of course you won't. You had nothing. Let's go to takeaway number two. Well, why did they prosecute it if as Andy McCarthy, a former prosecutor, who we've had some disagreements over the last few days on Twitter, but he's still a friend and a very astute legal mind. Andy McCarthy put, wrote in a National Review piece not that long ago, you never, ever indict a case. You're not willing to take the trial. So if I just told you they never had anything, the case was dropped with prejudice, meaning they're not going to get anything and they don't anticipate any evidence in the future. They have nothing. They never had anything. Why did they bring this case in the first place? Well, obviously it was because they needed a Russian. Like I said yesterday, they had to arrest the Russian to keep the collusion hoax alive. But why this case if they knew they were going to lose? Well, when we see takeaway number two from the PJ Media piece, it all begins to make sense. When Deputy AG Rod Rosenstein announced the Mueller team's much ballyhooed charges in February of 2018, and more on that in a minute, 
He knew they'd never have to prove the charges because the bot farm operators, one of whom was Vladimir Putin's acquaintance, by the way, would never show up in court, nor could they be compelled to be, thus giving Mueller a paper Russian prosecution. You get it? Yeah. You dig? Yeah, baby. Again, there's other, there's other, excuse me, there's other news going on right now. Mueller knew or thought he knew, along with his hapless legal team of hacks, Andy Weissman, Jeannie Ree, and others, they said, ah, they're over in Russia. They're not going to show up for this trial. This is great, Joe. We get to prosecute them, Mm -hmm. indict them, put out some warrants. We don't have to worry about anything. We get a big presser. Oh, 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 big presser. Do a big press event. I got that video. Still teasing it, Rosenstein. We get a big presser about how we got them Russians. And it all just goes away. Don't worry, they'll never show up. Well, that's not what happened. The Russians, again, not our friends. Not our friends. But they hired a high-priced lawyer. Everybody's entitled to legal protection. We are still the United States. Even Russians in the United States are entitled, if you're going to charge them in our legal system, to legal protection. Shocking to many on the left who love the police state. The Russians did what anyone would do charged with a crime. They hired a pretty decent lawyer who said, nah, we're going to fight this thing. And all of a sudden, Mueller was like, what, 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 what? Mueller looked like Joe Biden in that speech right there. <laughs> He didn't know what to do. They never had a case. Now you're going to fight it in court and I got to prove I don't have a case. How's that going to work? You ever wonder what I'm looking at, by the way? I have a TV over there and I have a screen over here with a timer. If you ever wonder in the show, we like to break the floor. That's what I'm doing. I'm sorry. It's not like I have, uh, you know, some eye connecting problem where I can't connect with the audience. I'm always just checking stuff out. I got to kind of stay active all the time. Just FYI, in case you wanted to know that. Showing you again how awful this case was from the start. Let's look at this tweet that this tweet from Robert Barnes, who is a lawyer. This is embedded in the PJ Media piece as well. He says, um, this is incredible. The only quote, the only case Mueller brought to prove Russian interference, talking about this case, with any defense is now being dismissed by DOJ because prosecutors knew they couldn't win a trial. He says, repeat, the DOJ could not find a single case they could successfully prosecute to prove any act of, quote, Russian interference. Ladies and gents, this case was a dog from the beginning. So what was it all about? Well, let me play this video from 2018 of Rod Rosenstein. Remember this breaking news? All the cable news channels broke in. This was the only purpose back in 2018 of trying this case. They knew they had nothing on. Check this out. Good afternoon. A grand jury in the District of Columbia today returned an indictment presented by the special counsel's office. The indictment charges 13 Russian nationals and three Russian companies for committing federal crimes while seeking to interfere in the United States political system, including the 2016 presidential election. That was it. Yep. That was the only purpose of that indictment. The purpose of the indictment was not justice, was not to bring to justice Vladimir Putin's troll farm operators. Ladies and gentlemen, they spent $100,000 on Facebook to screw with us, no doubt. 
This is what we're wasting millions of dollars of our law enforcement assets on. Michael Bloomberg just spent a half a billion dollars and got crushed. Won one delegate in American Samoa. He could be the governor of American Samoa right now for a half a billion dollars. You're telling me $100,000 in Facebook ads by a bunch of Russian miscreants trying to create some chaos was worth, what, three years of collusion narratives with the hack mainstream media, millions of dollars in taxpayer money, a humiliating court case where we just got wrecked by the Russians. You know, I took a little note here. I want to make sure I got this out before I go on to my next story. And I'm sorry to have to say this. And we should be covering this the right way. Again, these people who did this are not our friends. It was really messed up. I mean, I don't know any other way to say it. Why foreign, you know, we, listen, I'm sure we do it too, but I'm not, there's no moral relativism here. These are totalitarian states paying money, $100,000, not a lot of money, but money in any way, just to screw with us during elections. It's not, it's not, there's nothing funny about it. Nobody should be celebrating these Russians. I see a lot of commentary out there where, you know, people think, oh, look, they really nailed that. No, no, that's not what any of this is about. I say that because Putin's laughing at us right now. And you know who gave him the opportunity? You know who gave him the stage? Mueller played right into his hands, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm really deeply sorry to have to tell you that. Bob Mueller and his team got played for morons. Why? As I said, they thought they were going to have this presser embarrass the Russians. Look, we got you guys for your troll farm. Collusion. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Even though it doesn't allege any collusion, they knew they'd keep the Russia hoax alive. What did Putin do? Putin said, wait, you're dumb enough to indict this company with my guy here, one of my guys running it? Knowing I can take advantage of your legal system to engage in discovery where I can get a hold of the evidence myself? I'll take that. Remember RoboCop? I'll take that for a dollar. I'll take that. To which the Mueller team panicked. Wait, wait, we can't give Putin evidence of this case. You didn't anticipate that? You were the director of the FBI. You didn't anticipate that Putin was going to checkmate you? He played us for fools. The Russians played us for suckers. And Mueller played right into the game by allowing this ridiculous indictment to move forward. It's really astounding that all these great legal minds with air quotes, Andy Weissman, Jeannie Ree, and Bob Mueller did not anticipate even one step ahead of what was going to happen. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. All right, let's move on. Today's show also brought to you by buddies at Zip Recruiter. Zip Recruiter. Yes. It's actually the second time Zip Recruiter's making an appearance today. Inside joke for those of you in studio today. Try Zip Recruiter. Why? Listen, Zip Recruiter is the place to go because hiring is challenging. But there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino, my last name. Ladies and gentlemen, ZipRecruiter is super easy to use. It sends your job over to 100 of the web's leading job sites, but they don't stop there. They have this powerful matching technology that scans thousands of resumes to find the people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. 
You can even add special screening questions to your job listening, uh, listings, excuse me, so you can filter candidates and find the best ones for you. Stop wasting time. Stop wasting money. Get that competitive advantage today. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day, day one. And right now, to try ZipRecruiter for free, my listeners can go to zip, Z-I-P, recruiter.com slash Bongino. That's ziprecruiter.com slash B-O-N-G-I-N-O, ziprecruiter.com slash Bongino. Don't waste any more time. Don't waste any more money. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Okay. All right. So getting back to some Corona coverage, uh, again, we're not doing 24-7 Corona. You want that, you can go anywhere else. But there are some important stories out there because as I've said to you repeatedly over the last few days, and I'll say to you again now, the coronavirus story is not just a story about a virus. The ramifications on our liberty, on our economy, on everything from the Second Amendment down are dramatic. Yeah, daddy. Second Amendment, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Look at this. I saw this on Twitter uh, from the Philadelphia Police Department. Folks, this is really scary stuff. This was, a, uh, I guess, a memo that went out somewhere from uh, Philly's PD. It's hard to read. But the gist of it is this, that effective on Tuesday, March 17, 2020, that they're not going to be basically incarcerated. They're going to be given the equivalent of like desk appearance tickets to people engaged in some of these crimes here, auto theft, burglary, vandalism, stolen auto, because they don't want people, I guess, in close quarters in these jails, which is a, a serious problem. I mean, just because you've been arrested doesn't mean if there's a corona outbreak, you should be sentenced to, uh, you know, infection as well. Mm-hmm. Having said that, ladies and gentlemen, there has to be a better way than this. Now, without dwelling too much on this specific story about the Philly PD, because I'm seeing this in a number of different places now as well. Now, do you understand why we mock and laugh at liberals who constantly mock and laugh at us when we want to exercise our big R God-given right to self-protection of ourselves and our families? Folks, if you can't rely on the cops, by no fault of the police officers themselves, I'm not indicting the individual. This is clearly a leadership management decision here. If you can't rely on them, what are you going to wish the bad guys away? You know, I, I, if I may, for point of personal privilege, for my try not to take too many of these, but during an interview I did at WBAL, what used to be Joe's competitor station with a host over there, C4, who was a good guy, Clarence, uh, Clarence Mitchell Fourth, a good man, still on the air now. Joe knows him. He's a pretty popular guy over in the Baltimore area, a very reasonable Democrat. Yeah. Um, we had a debate on the air about, about firearms, and it was after one of these uh, uh, attacks, these mass shooting events. And of course, it was a, a draconian response to it by the left that we're going to you know, we need to get everybody's guns, even the good guys. And I, I brought up a very simple point to him because I had had my house burglarized not long before that. And I said to him, if I were to come down, it, it was burglarized when I was home, but I, when I didn't see anything. They, they left before I got up. But I had been a, was a Secret Service agent at the time, or, or if, I not, if not, it, no, I wasn't. But I still had my gun. I still had my firearms, obviously. We, yeah, I had left the Secret Service. I'm sorry. Precision matters. But I had my firearms, obviously. And I remember saying to the host, if I were to come down the stairs and confront them and they had the weapon, what, what do you, a serious question, what do you do? You think you're going to talk them out of violence or you're going to negotiate with them? Negotiate from what? You're in no point of strength. 
Firearms are the great equalizer for law-abiding patriotic Americans who aren't, don't have Captain America, Incredible Hulk-like superpowers. That's only exists in Marvel comics. And I believe, at least, based on the debate and what we talked about off the air, that that changed his mind a little bit. Not that he's a Second Amendment advocate to this day, but I remember him clearly saying to me, that's an interesting point. Like, we make this about larger, air quotes, collective issues, like the collective. You, but when you bring it down to the individual, the, the granularity of it, when you, and you make it about individual decisions, what are you going to do if confronted in a situation in a big city in America where they tell the cops, listen, we're not incarcerating these people anymore. Basically, criminals are roaming free. What are you going to do? It's a serious question. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to rely on the cop. No, no, we've just eliminated that possibility. Now, what do you do? Well, I'm a liberal. They're not going to attack me. I'll talk them out of it. I'll do some, uh, you know, verbal massaging of the situation. Good luck with that. I won't be. It's one of the reasons I own firearms. I safely and proficiently own firearms, and I practice with them. It's also the reason ammunition and firearms are flying off shelves right now. And I'll bet some of them are being bought by liberals who publicly advocate for you not to be able to purchase a firearm oh, because yeah. they're hypocrites and they're frauds. No doubt. Mm -hmm. I just want to make one more point on this because I was a police officer and a federal agent at one point. Right. I've seen it from the federal and the local side. Ladies and gentlemen, liberals are under the misperception often that the police department is your personal security force. Oh, they're there to protect us. They are not there to protect you. That is a myth. Please stop perpetrating that myth. Police departments everywhere, sheriff depart sheriff's departments from localities to municipalities to big cities to state police departments are not your personal protection force. They are there to enforce laws. You may say that doesn't sound right. I can prove it to you. If you were to walk into the police department stupidly tomorrow and say, I demand the police officer be kept outside my house for personal protection. They're my protection force. They would look at you and be like, huh? What are you talking about? Why? I thought you said they're your personal protection force. You just requested your right to a personal protection force. Of course they're not. They're going to laugh at you. They are not there for that. They are general enforcers of the law and the penal code and some civil violations. They are not your personal protection force. You know who is? You. Don't forget that. Don't get confused. Because if this gets worse, you're going to see more of this. Refusing to, uh, you know, incarcerate and take off the streets criminals, even for more serious crimes, potentially. Not good, ladies and gentlemen. Not good. All right, here's your daily, sadly... But you need it. We all need it. It's the syrup of Ipecac we all need to be taking right now. Here's your daily uh, fake news update in the midst of a national emergency. Sad we have to do this. But again, if you're not watching this show, you're getting uh, tidal waves of garbage information from the media that even during a national emergency does not take a break from fake news. So what do we got today? Our latest entrant. Great piece by the great Margot Cleveland at The Federalist debunking another persistent myth we've been hearing in the media who doesn't bother to fact check anything anymore. Be in the show notes, worth your time. Headline Federalist, Joe Biden lies about coronavirus testing to make Trump look bad. At Sunday night's debate, Biden 
blatantly lied to the American public about the Trump administration's handling of coronavirus testing. What happened, ladies and gentlemen? Joe Biden at the debate repeated a false, patently false assertion, again, totally made up, fake news, that Donald Trump was offered at his administration. They were offered the testing kits they had available and they were going to give them to us now, Biden proclaimed. The WHO, Joe, mm. the WHO had them. And we refused it, Biden said. We didn't want to buy those WHO kits, the Democrat frontrunner claimed. So again, just putting out there, Biden, the now nominee who doesn't know when to leave the stage unless he's rescued by someone, apparently, at the end of a speech, Joe Biden. Sorry, I can't get it. That video is just ridiculous. Biden has claimed falsely, a claim, again, repeated by many in the media, that the World Health Organization offered the Trump administration testing kits early and we turned them down. What a scandal. You saw the quote right there. Yeah. It's in the Federalist piece. That's right. Well, let's go to reality, which, of course, is never what the media tells you. So the misunderstanding was corrected, noting that it was not the WHO that did this, but actually a company in Germany that developed a COVID-19 test. Read this individual further explained that the CDC was developing the test at the same time, and it had already been approved by the FDA, while the German test would need to go through the FDA approval process. Biden, however, ignored this reality and instead peddled another hoax to the public. But don't expect the mainstream media to point that out. Amen, Margot Cleveland, you are absolutely right. They will never point out this stuff. You're watching this show, you're getting it every day, and you are way ahead of the BS news. There was no WHO World Health Organization test. That is false. There was a German test that was not approved by the FDA that I'm hearing through multiple channels had a very high false positive rate. Meaning what? that the test was not entirely accurate and would tell you you had corona if you didn't. Too often to make it a useful test for our CDC. There was no WHO test. That is a myth, totally made up, perpetrated by Democrats and their hacks in the media. You say, what hacks in the media? Well, look at CNN, who, again, can never get out of its own way. CNN. Here are two headlines from CNN. Biden claimed the U.S. chose not to take coronavirus tests from the WHO. Wow. Interesting headline. You may want to fact check that before you put that up. Uh, Down in the piece. Now, in the middle of this same piece, Mm. where they're reasserting Biden's hoax about the WHO test. (laughs) This is hilarious, Joe. In the middle of the piece, they have a facts first section. In other words, they're fact checking it. So you think they'd say, well, this isn't true. Biden misspoke. (laughs) That's not what it says. (laughs) In the middle of the piece, it says facts first. Biden is correct. Wait, what? The U.S., along with other countries, chose not to take test kits from the WHO and instead decided to make their own. That is false. There was no WHO test. That is a false story. Of course, CNN cannot resist Trump fake news. They just can't. They love it. Now, that was CNN a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Here's CNN now after getting checked by actual fact checkers and shows like us and people like Margot Cleveland who actually do their homework. CNN Health headline. WHO and CDC never discussed providing international test kits to the U.S. Global Health Agency says. Oh, oh. oh. It's tiring. It's exhausting. It is. <laughs> 
every morning. I gotta get up with this. Why am I mumbling? I'm like mumbles from Dick Tracy. Uh, I, because I can't, I, I just can't take it. I just, it's, um, you have these media idiots out there blatantly advancing Chinese propaganda. Don't you dare call the Chinese Wuhan coronavirus the Chinese Wuhan coronavirus because it's racist. It's racist? I said last night on Fox, calling a virus from China a virus from China is racist? By the way, I didn't know China was racist. China's a country. Yeah. China's a country, right? I'm, I'm, I'm a little yeah. confused about how calling a virus from China a China virus is racist. Geographist. Ge- yeah, would probably be a more appropriate yeah. term if you were running a good call with the identity <laughs> politics. Yeah. The media matters. People were confused about that, of course. Um, they don't understand that. Now, Breitbart has a great piece up. You know, before I get to Breitbart, let me do I just want to have one last sponsor thing. Let me get through that because I want to go through this list. I'm going to go through it quick. Breitbart, uh, John Nolte, has a great compilation because we've been covering them over the past few days of the most damning fake news headlines. I'm going to motor through seven or eight of them quick, real fast, because it, I don't want you to forget how much misinformation the media people that told us Spygate was a hoax, it was real, told us collusion was real, it was a hoax perpetrated all kinds of anti-Trump myths, the Deutsche Bank story, the WikiLeaks story, that Scaramucci story, all these stories, all hoaxes. The media's been on the wrong side of every major story from the beginning. The Ukraine hoax, the whistleblower hoax, the impeachment hoax, all of this stuff. And now we're supposed to believe them on the coronavirus while they continue to perpetrate misinformation. I'm going to get to this list in a minute. Don't go anywhere because you may have forgotten some of the fake news because it just comes at you so fast. Our last sponsor today is our friends at Bravo Company Manufacturing. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are in the market for a high-quality rifle or firearm, go to Bravo Company Manufacturing. Don't make a mistake and go elsewhere. Now, listen, uh, this is not a sporting rifle company. There's a lot of sporting rifle companies out there, and that's great. You like hunting. They're really good products. They're high-quality. That's not Bravo. Bravo makes life-saving equipment. I can't say this enough. Bravo Company Manufacturing is not a sporting arms manufacturer. They manufacture, design, and engineer life-saving equipment. Because Bravo Company Manufacturing assumes when a rifle leaves their shop, it will be used in a life or death situation by a responsible citizen, a law enforcement officer, soldier overseas, or a law-abiding American citizen who, God forbid, is put in a situation where he has to defend himself or his family. That's what they're manufacturing for. That's why quality is all that matters to them. Every component of a Bravo Company Manufacturing, BCM for short, rifle, is hand-assembled and tested by Americans right here in Heartland, Wisconsin to a life-saving standard. They put people before their products. BCM feels it's their moral responsibility as Americans to provide the appropriate tools that will not fail the end user when it's not just a paper target, but God forbid, someone trying to do them harm. Ladies and gentlemen, they work with people from the military and special forces as well. They have a great YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bravo Company USA. But do not get in the market for a firearm without checking out Bravo Company first. All right, where do you go? You go to bravocompanymfg.com. Discover more about their products, their special offers, and upcoming news. These are the finest rifles out there. I have a couple of them. They are my go-tos. bravocompanymfg.com. bravocompanymfg.com. Go today. All right. So... uh, yeah, sometimes it's easy to just do lists. I mean, I'm not a big fan in the industry. They call these listicles. Like, 
lists of uh, <laughs> lists of things that are popular. Like, what do you used to call my like, kickers and stuff, right, yeah. Joe? In your business, like you know, you're right. It's a slow news day. They get these kickers, like the kickstart a conversation, and yeah. listicles are one of them. You put lists of stuff. Top ten vacation spots, but this is important. Top ten BS stories from the fake news. Here's the story of Breitbart. It's in the show notes. Uh, I encourage you to read it. Keep it on hand. Uh, because it matters. We need to know how we've been misled again by John Nolte. Uh, fake news story number one, of course, was the ventilators story we talked about yesterday. President Trump told the states, go pound sand, find the ventilators yourself. Fake, false story. That's not what he said. He told them, if you can get them yourselves at the point of sale, it would probably be more efficient. If you read the whole quote, you knew that. If you were in the New York Times, you were Marigay and others, you, of course, cut the quote off to make it seem like he said, go pound sand, uh, which he didn't. Second, President Trump's looking for a monopoly on a vaccine. Uh, false. We put out the tweets yesterday from the company that was contacted. They said that story is completely made up. Not true. Three, there's going to be a national quarantine. Uh, interesting. Haven't heard anything about that yet. So if there's going to be a national quarantine, the only way to make that work would to be would be to, excuse me, announce an actual national quarantine. Yeah. Again, more fake news. May happen. Hasn't happened yet. Trump team's like, nah, not us. Number four, the Google website. Trump was lying about it. That was until Google came out saying, yeah, we're building a website. (laughs) (laughs) News. Number five, almost done here. Trump disbanded the National Security Council Pandemic Task Force. Totally false. Tim Morrison was there, wrote wrote a piece in the Washington Post we covered yesterday. It was just basically all of them were put together in a biodefense task force. It was not disbanded. Again, completely fake, made up news. Uh, Number six, Trump said coronavirus is a hoax. Uh, He never said that. That's been debunked by everyone with an IQ above 42. Trump said the coverage of his response to the coronavirus was a hoax. Again, the media can't read and has poor reading comprehension skills when they do. Number seven, which I'll get to in a minute because it's important. This is the new Chinese propaganda effort. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm warning you right now, I'm going down with this ship. Don't abandon my show. I am not going to fall prey to this Chinese propaganda here. Number seven, calling it the Wuhan virus is racist. Interesting. Nobody ever said that about Ebola, Zika, West Nile, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, Lyme disease from Lyme, Connecticut. No one said any of that. But when Chinese money and propaganda is involved, the media is like, shh, don't call it the Wuhan virus. It's the Wuhan virus. Number eight. The WHO kits we just talked about. They offered the WHO to sell us kits. No, they didn't. Made that up. Sorry. Nine, Trump blocked testing because he didn't want the numbers to go up. Uh, I can tell you from personal conversations that is patently false. The Trump administration has pushed for widespread testing from the start. You know why? They know when everybody gets tested that needs to be tested that the death rate and fatality rate is going to go down dramatically. That is a made-up story again. Finally, Dr. Anthony Fauci was muzzled. This one's actually the funniest one. Dr. Anthony Fauci was muzzled. You're saying, Joe, right? Be an immediate. Really? Because I've seen Dr. Fauci on the air probably from 6.30 in the morning to midnight every single day for the past two weeks. He's getting hoarse. If they're muzzling him, they're doing a really bad job. Yeah. Now, I also have to include a quick never Trump TDS infection level 22 update. For the dumbest tweets of the day, here is an MSNBC legal analyst. Yes, this guy actually appears on cable news. I don't know if this guy, he claims to be a lawyer or whatever he is. Uh, I don't know who this guy is. I've never heard of him in my life. He's in his tweet, his Twitter feed. I think he's a lawyer. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Glenn Kirshner. 
He tweeted, this is an actual tweet, folks. This is unbelievable. We really are living in peak stupid. Hey, all, can we talk about one of the few topics I may actually know something about? Homicide? Wait, what? Specifically, whether Donald Trump may have criminal exposure for some level of negligent homicide or voluntary involuntary manslaughter for the way he's mishandled the coronavirus crisis. <clears throat> okay. I have nothing to add to that. That, I mean, that's not, you know, what's the top level of TDS? Dude. Six, of course, right? That is, that, I mean, that's peak six right there. Get the tinfoil. Uh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Get the radar dish for that one. <laughs> yeah. For the alien signals coming from space. I mean, you are crazy, dude. That is just in the dumbest tweet I've seen all week. All right, moving on quick, because uh, I want to get through this. PJ Media, as I told you, writing us another great story here. Folks, do not fall prey to this Chinese propaganda. They are having some success altering the narrative on COVID-19 by Rick Moran. Folks, this virus originated in China. They are hiding something. There is, you may say, and this would be a, just to, to try and give both sides, for a moment, trying to understand not the liberals and media people acting in bad faith, with other, which are the majority of them, but there are some people out there who in good faith are saying, well, why is it necessary to call it the China coronavirus? Because ladies and gentlemen, that is a, an accurate term. It's a coronavirus, COVID-19, that originated from China. There is no evidence, that it's prima facie. There is no alternate evidence that it originated anywhere else other than China. None. That is a factual statement. Now, some of you may say, well, why is that necessary? It's going to put our, our, our Chinese friends in danger. It, w- w- do you really think that little of Americans? Do Are people in danger near the Ebola River where the Ebola virus was named after? You're, you're like, that's dumb. It's just equally as dumb as to not calling it the Chinese coronavirus when it's a coronavirus from China. The Chinese are doing this for a reason. They are pumping out, not the people, their tyrannical government, their PR machine, and their bot machine, and their bot army attacking people like me and elsewhere because they're hiding something. This is not a joke. That's the reason none of us should fall prey. Once you're silenced now, people like me and others who are not falling prey to this, I will call it what it is. Once we're silenced, it's over. But we are being silenced for a reason, and that reason matters, ladies and gentlemen. Let me just go to this Newsweek tweet first to show you how useful idiot media organizations like Newsweek are helping the Chinese silence and suppress what they're hiding. I'll get to what they're hiding in a minute, but look, here we go. Newsweek, one of the dumbest publications in America. China state media says Trump is pandering to racists and pandemic response, and it's sloppy and belated. Why are you even repeating Chinese propaganda, Newsweek? Why? Now, Before we get to what the Chinese are hiding, thank the Lord, and I am not using his name in vain, thank the Lord President Trump is having none of this. Watch this video, President Trump shutting this nonsense right down at his briefing yesterday. Uh, China and others have criticized you for using the phrase uh, Chinese virus. Uh, How do you feel about that? Are you going to continue using that phrase? Well, China uh, was putting out information which was false that our military gave this to them. That was false. And uh, rather than having an argument, I said, uh, 
I have to call it where it came from. It did come from China. So I think it's a very accurate term. But no, I didn't appreciate the fact that China was saying that our military gave it to them. Our military did not give give it to anybody. Critics say using that phrase creates a stigma. Um. No, I don't think so. No, I think saying that our military gave it to them creates a stigma. Notice what that media guy did. If you have to rewind, rewind. Play the end of that and you'll see that media guy He says, critics are saying that it creates a stigma. No, they're not. No, no, they're not. The Chinese PR propaganda machine is saying that, and you're repeating it because you're a moron. Yeah, here you go. And Trump just shut you down. Critics aren't saying that. The Chinese are saying that. Ladies and gentlemen, we have diseases and bugs named for places in the United States. Lyme disease. You didn't know that? Why isn't it racist to call it? Well, that's dumb. Lyme disease is right. It's as equally dumb as telling us not to call a Chinese coronavirus a Chinese coronavirus. But when you're a useful moron in the media, you say critics are saying. No, no, critics aren't saying that. The Chinese are saying, and you're dumb enough to repeat it. I got more on another moron in a minute from media. But uh, before I get to that, I want to show you what they're actually hiding. Oh, you've been waiting for this. Yes, we have. Here's an article in Hong Kong's newspaper over there. Why do the Chinese want this to desperately go away, their connection to the coronavirus? It's racist to call it the Chinese coronavirus. Headline, China could have prevented 95, may have prevented, excuse me, 95% of virus cases if it enacted measures after it silenced a whistleblower's warning. Oh, you forgot this story? Chinese doctor came out around that early infection period, November, December, was trying to warn the world about what was coming. And we're now seeing the fallout from it, this plague unleashed on us. What happened to that doctor? Oh, they shut him up. He's not around anymore. Died of the virus. They shut him right down. Maybe if we would have known how dangerous this was, we could have acted sooner. Oh, there's more. Here's another piece from the Times UK. Chinese scientists destroyed proof of the virus back in December. Oh. Oh, they did. Oh, you didn't see this one? I'm sure that media guy in the press room actively promoting Chinese propaganda, like never Trump or Rick Wilson this morning, desperate to try to sound the smelly guy. I'm sorry. I kept to keep, he really smells awful. I ran into him at an airport. I can't, I know it's not, I'm not making it up. It's not a pot shot. He really did smell terrible. I just can't get that out of my head. That kind of odor doesn't, it's like when I worked in a cemetery, you ever smell a dead body? Yeah. You know how bad it stinks? You never forget that. That no. was Rick. It was close. So Rick is trying to keep people quiet too. Because he's either a useful idiot or he's promoting Chinese propaganda for another reason. They don't want anybody to talk about that. The Chinese destroyed evidence of the virus in December. They lied about human-to-human trans, uh, transmission of the virus as early as November. And we're supposed to disconnect the coronavirus from China because our Chinese overlords are telling us to? I can't say everything now. I'm not hiding every, anything from you, I promise. Don't get nervous, boy. 
But I'm telling you right now, I'm going down with this ship. I'm not shutting up. Not a chance. No, I don't care what we have to do. I am not shutting up about this. I don't think you have any idea the pressure by the billions, hundreds of billions of Chinese dollars, money and influence and their PR and their tyrannical PR machine. I don't think you have any idea what's going on this behind the scenes, the effort to shut people like us up. I'm begging you, Mr. President, humbly, and I know you'll stick through this. I know people watch this show. Do not stop. This is not a reflection on uh, the residents of China, on our Chinese-American citizens. Everybody knows that. This is a reflection on an awful, tyrannical Chinese regime which unleashes plague on the world and is desperately trying to hide it using the one weakness they know America has. Our stupid media and their ability to actively engage identity politics at a moment's notice. Further evidence, here's this uh, basement-dwelling blogger at Mediaite who um, I had the unfortunate experience of running into at CPAC. Here's a tweet this morning. Again, another dope, uh, obviously too young to figure out what he's doing, actively promoting speech suppression. He cuts, he edited this video of me, and he says, over the past week, Fox News contributor Dan Bongino has gotten on the network multiple times to become enraged and demand the novel coronavirus be called the Wuhan virus. Once they all want us quiet. His name is Zach Delirious or something. They all want us quiet. Media. Interesting. A company that's supposed to represent media stories wants everybody quiet about the Wuhan virus. That kid, in his defense, he's young and he's probably just too stupid to figure it out. But Rick Wilson and others are not. There is some motive to what they're doing. A lot of money going around, folks. A lot of money. All right. I want to leave you with a little bit of good news today because not everybody in the media, thankfully, has been awful on this. Most of them have. And some politicians, I think, are starting to understand the gravity of the situation we're in. And when I say gravity, again, I'm not talking about the severity, the fatality, or the contagiousness of the virus. I'm going to leave that up to the science and the data when we get a better grasp of where it is because we don't know right now. We know it's contagious. We know it can be fatal. The question isn't, is it contagious or fatal? As I've said from the beginning, it's how contagious and how fatal. On the margins, what's the risk? We don't have a conclusive answer on that yet. But I'm talking about the satellite ramifications, our economy, our rights, people talking about mandatory curfews in places. Here's some common sense, shockingly, out of CNN, but listen, credit where credit is due at times. I'm sure they'll never repay the favor to us, but that's okay. Here's Dana Bash on CNN yesterday, shocking the entire set, the entire world, and probably all of CNN. I'm surprised if she has a job today, acknowledging that President Trump has stepped up and is doing what he can right now in a national emergency to basically get this problem solved. Check this out. I mean, look, this is just coming back to where this conversation started after the press conference. I hear what Sanjay is saying about uh, Tony Fauci giving, you know, a little bit more wiggle room than, than others. But if you look at the big picture, this was remarkable from the president of the United States. This is a nonpartisan. This is um, an important thing to note uh, and to applaud from an American standpoint, from, an, from a human standpoint. He is... Um, 
being the kind of leader that people need, at least in tone today and yesterday, right. in tone that people need and want and yearn for in times of crisis and uncertainty. Whoa. Elizabeth, I'm coming for you. I know. I'm coming <laughs> yeah. for you. Seriously. <laughs> I, my bad elbows, I can't even reach my heart. You get the point. I, I was as stunned as anyone. Yeah. But like I said, Credit where credit is due. I, I don't expect, again, any favors from them back to us. Um, also, Andrew Cuomo, who I'm sorry, has just been a dreadful governor in New York, and I, none of that changes. But we can get back to partisan sniping about politics and his policies afterwards. But New York's been hit hard. My family's in New York. I was born in New York, grew up in New York. My wife uh, lived there for a very long time. You know, New York was always going to have a place in my heart, despite how bad it gets up there. With the politics. Andrew Cuomo actually had some nice words to say about the president yesterday, too, which, again, um, were shocking. And I'm not putting this out there to, like, pump sunshine up the president's butt or anyone else. I'm not interested in doing that either. I'm only doing it to suggest to you that, hey, folks, listen, this is serious. Obviously, we're in a real emergency here. We're in an economic emergency, a financial emergency, and clearly a health emergency. There clearly is an issue going on here. Again, you can debate all of the scientific issues about mortality and contagiousness and all of that. I understand. And we, but we can do, as someone said in the media, which was genius, we can do report cards later. There's an election coming up. You want to give the president a D, an F, an A, a B? It's up to you. There's an election coming up, and that's what they do. That's not the time for this now. There are Republicans who live in Washington and California, New York, and every state of the union. States run by far-left liberal governments. It's not the time to abandon them. You all know that, of course. Not by any means any kind of a lecture. You all get that already. But good for Cuomo putting the politics aside for a minute and saying this. Uh, to date, we've done about 3,000 tests. So that is a very, very big uh, difference. And testing is probably the single most important thing that we can be doing now. Uh, and uh, as I said, it will, it, it, that will double. We'll be able to do about, uh, in one day, all the tests that we have done to date, believe it or not. So, uh, again, uh, I, I want to thank the vice president and especially the uh, president uh, who facilitated this and moved quickly. Whoa. Good for him, though. We can all do report cards later. It's not the time now. Let's get through this first. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. And in a special ode to our friend Joe Biden. You uh, Are you done? My spot. What do I? Yeah. We're, we're f- right why there. is my wife in it? Yeah. Why, why, why are you on the oh oh i'm supposed to go okay. i'm supposed to go i'm sorry thank you all, uh, all right. if you'd like to see the beautiful paula rescue me and joe helping with audio assistance from right, my buddy. ode to joe biden ending youtube.com slash bongino see you all <laughs> tomorrow stay safe <laughs> yeah of course you just heard the dan bongino show follow dan on twitter 24 7 at d bongino